You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, Episode 9, Superpowers and Stupid Powers. Welcome to episode nine of Legion of Substitute Podcasters. I am Paul French, and today I am Save the Stew just in time, lad. <laughs> I was doing some cooking, and we, as we were as we were talking, and and realized that the the stew I had in the slow cooker probably needed to come off about an hour before. But I've tested it; it all worked out fine. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> Spiced appropriately. Indeed. Indeed. <clears throat> And and I am Darren Noel, and I have I'm I'm roped, lad. Um, I've been roped into doing a um thing for my office at the Christmas division party, and um, I'm not sure how I got roped into it, but um, <laughs> I, I did. And and there will be a penalty. There will be bleeding eardrums at some point when they ask me to sing. So oh. yeah, this could, this could be tragic. It really could be. So. <laughs> And I'm Matt Kramer, and I am Anxiety Kid, because this Friday I'm going to be meeting James Robinson, and I'm jittery. Jittery, jittery, jittery. <laughs> and, He's and, got the fanboy angst. Yay! Indeed. Oh, yes. Indeed. And, uh, and of course, uh, for those who, who aren't aware, and, and I'd be amazed if you weren't aware, but uh, Matt does the excellent uh, Starman podcast uh, on, available on the reader feed. Uh, from the Comic Book Noise Network, and that is uh, the Shades Journal. Thank you, Paul. We got to work these plugs in whenever we remember to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the little uh, around comics bell to uh, to ping every time ding. it's a plug. Uh-huh. Ding. <laughs> so, um, so hey, uh-huh. we're 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 headed into into some pretty neat stuff here. It was, well, we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah, it was. Well, this I is mean, much better than the last episode. So, <laughs> indeed, indeed. But it, you know, it's it's just fairly significant, as you know, just historically speaking for the Legion. In that, um, you know, they had been, you know, in the stories that we've gone through, and since at some points we've talked about the length of time that passed between them. You know, it was almost a year from their first appearance to their second appearance. And then they st- we started seeing Legionnaires appear a bit more, and I mean even if I don't count, um, even if we don't count uh, the first Monel story, because you know it's questionable as to whether or not they really intended for him to uh, to be a Legionnaire initially. Uh, the 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 fact is, you know, they, we started sort of seeing every three months, and then every two months, and then uh, the the last two stories occurred within a month of one another, and uh, so 1962 was a was a banner year for the. Uh, um, for the Legion, because uh, you know, the basically they they had a story sort of every couple of months, and then every month, sort of, you know, it was April for Supergirl's Greatest Challenge. <laughs> then in June was 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 their uh, outstanding involvement in Superman Super Courtship, and then the next month was the story of the Boy with Ultra Powers, and then just a couple of months after that, Action Com- Adventure Comics three hundred. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, and the big significant point of, of that, of course, is that we we see the Legion becoming the uh, lead feature, which was actually 
Um, it you know basically for for ages at that point, Adventure Comics had been uh, Superboy's home, and um, you know, and here we were with the Legion taking uh, taking over his book, and that would not be the first time that or the last time that that happened. <laughs> true, true. So um, we we also see a new name here, and that is uh, that of John Forte, who actually uh, um, you know would would draw quite a few of the stories in in this early run. And um, and of course Jerry Siegel continuing to to write the adventures of of, of the Legion. Um, uh, now now how 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 long was it that uh, the Legion would have their home in adventure? Eighty issues. It goes on a while. Yeah, it's it's continuous. Yeah, um, for a while yeah, until number three eighty. Yeah. 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 So and then, and then of course uh, Supergirl took over as the as the lead feature after that. That hussy. Um, that hussy, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, yeah, so, I mean, you know, fairly significant in that, that that now they had evolved to the point where they were getting their own stories. And uh, they weren't uh, they weren't just backup characters in a Superboy story. And uh, so you actually had tales of the Legion of Superheroes as opposed to uh, them just sort of being the, the backup in, in either Supergirl or Superboy's story. And so that mm-hmm. was, you know, a significant departure for them. So, um, so three hundred. I'm actually actually um, looking just looking at the cover here, and and this this is uh, this is a cover we've seen many many times since. <laughs> right. Um, what you have is in the middle. You've got Superboy flying by the clubhouse, and um, and then you've got little panels on on either side. Uh, you know, most recently, I think we've seen this as uh, they actually use this design. Uh, for one of the uh, Action Comics annuals, mm-hmm. featuring and Monel, ex- exactly. Yep. And there he is down at the bottom. By popular demand, <laughs> Monel leaves the Phantom Zone and joins the Legion. I mean, that's that's just huge. Um, it is huge. I mean, know, wow. Yeah, I mean, this is a character that had been introduced like a couple, of, you know, basically well over a year before, and um, and we thought, you know, are we ever going to see this guy again? And there he is, and and by popular demand. And I don't doubt that there was there were people actually asking for it. And um, yeah, writing in with letters back then. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. And they kept bringing him up. So, you know, every time you'd see a panel of him in the in the Phantom Zone, it's like, please bring me more Monel, please. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they so. finally did. Wow, they listened. Mm-hmm. So uh, so here we have uh, you know Adventure Comics featuring Superboy in. Tales of the Legion of Superheroes. So it was kind of like a subtle way of like ousting Superboy from the from the lead feature. <laughs> so the first story that we get is the face behind the lead mask. And um and and it's kind of neat they sort of do a little introduction uh, into the Legion just so uh, so we know who they are. Um <clears throat> And we see including Super- characters we haven't seen in like forever now. Exactly, mm. because just because of the way that the uh, the, the stories appeared, it would, uh, you know, I don't because I don't remember the last time we saw Shrinking Violet in a story, for example, or Invisible Kid. Like Invisible Kid really had just been in that one story, I think. Yeah, he was just in the one panel showing off his powers, and that's yeah. been it so yeah. far. Mm. And and I think pretty much the same for Violet. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, you know, it's a pretty big deal, and. Um, so of course, uh, you know, we see just now it's just a small splash panel. You'll notice, as opposed to the full page. So, um, basically, we've got a villain standing in front of the superhero clubhouse, and and he's wearing a lead mask, so Superboy can't see in there. 
Now, here's what's <laughs> interesting. I noticed uh, apparently Ultra Boy is not around. Um, so uh, here we are in, inside this Metropolis clubhouse in, in the 21st century. Oh, Mr. Siegel. <laughs> typo. Typo. <laughs> um, and so he, he looks. they look into the Hall of Heroes, which honors the teenage members. And apparently Cosmic Boy, I guess, I guess being the leader, is the one that has, is the only one that has his power tag hanging from his neck as opposed to at the base of the statue. <laughs> and so we see, of course, Cosmic Boy with his power of super magnetism, Saturn Girl with her power of super thought casting, Lightning Lad <laughs> with his power of super lightning, Sun Boy with his super radiance power. Hmm. Chameleon Boy and his super disguise. Bouncing Boy with his power of super bouncing. <laughs> shrinking Violet with her power of super shrinking. Invisible Kid with super invisibility. And Super Boy, and they just list here X-ray vision and invulnerability. Hmm. You know, and, Is that and all I he's think, got? And I, think, I, th- I, I just think that they continue on the other side. And, uh, and we just don't see that. So, um, the story opens, uh, and, and Cosmic Boy calls the meeting of the Legion to order, and they've thankfully not only got their names in front of them, but also the powers, just so when they're, look, when they're talking, it's like, well, wait a second, Sun Boy, your power of super radiance might be very useful to us in this case. You know, they can do all that. So, there's a... Um, Actually, we get a little bit of retro stuff happening here because there's a robot cameraman that's filming the, uh, <laughs> the 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 meeting, and apparently, you know, as much as cameras have gotten smaller now, they get really big again in the in the 21st <laughs> century. Because um, I'm never gonna let them go with that until they uh, consistently say 30th. Damn it! Um, well, and the eyes are back. That's that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, exactly. All of a sudden, it's this <laughs> invisible. Um, it's you know these these uh, this invisible magnetic force. Now here's what's interesting because of course we'll remember the last time we that we had any real reference to Cosmic Boy's powers. He said that it was special serums that gave him magnetic eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, that was back in Adventure Two Forty Seven. But as he Liar. says, as as he says here, you know they they, they he gets accused and uh, and it's, he said both both the robot and camera are made of metal and your super magnetic powers must be responsible for this outrage, Cosmic Boy. And and he says that he inherited his powers from his parents, who came from the planet Brawl. There, evolution gave the, gave people the power to magnetically battle that world's metal monsters. And uh, and so that's you know that's you know that's pretty much the story that stuck for the for the rest of that continuity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was it, so it's kind of interesting when when some things get sort of disregarded. You know, uh, be it the the magnetic eyes or the twenty first century typo. Um, you know, to have uh, to have you know this this point of continuity introduced, and and that that was that pretty much stayed for the rest of uh, you know for the rest of that run, and mm-hmm. and so he says about how it is a supreme crime for Brawlians to misuse their magnetic powers, and uh, but then some boys' powers go crazy, and and we're down one uh, robot cameraman. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then we see uh, Lightning Lad getting all sparky. And um, and and it's just interesting because we get this this bit of you know I th- I think that part of it is that it, you know again it was a big deal for them to move to the lead feature but it was kind of a just in case you haven't been reading the adventures of these kids we're gonna let you see what all of their powers are 
and uh, <laughs> and we're going to explain their origins. So he he so so he you know some boy of course his powers go crazy on him, and he says choke. I acquired the power of super radiance when an accident in my father's lab where he was conducting solar experiments bombarded me with solar rays. I absorbed so much solar energy that it will. <laughs> I could shine like a sun. Man, he thinks a lot, you know? It's... Yeah, that's a lot in like six seconds, isn't it? <laughs> so Lightning Lad uh, gets all sparky. He gets out of the clubhouse, and uh, and he points out that he gained mastery of lightning when a blast from a lightning monster on the planet Korball freakishly electrified his body. He says, I've always been able to control the lightning until now. Until now. <laughs> so Saturn girl you until know, now here we go here's here's the ice queen getting into uh, getting into the act so Saturn girl is <laughs> just like you know you boys boys stop it she sounds like Mrs. Garrett on Facts of Life <laughs> girls girls <laughs> oh my god you know I do not want to think of Mrs. Garrett Charlotte Ray in that 70s disco era Saturn Girl costume. <laughs> do not do that to me, sir. <laughs> yeah, you're going to wake up in a deep sweat tonight, aren't you? <laughs> oh, my. So um, she wears the bikini. <laughs> oh, that's, that's what I'm worried about. Um, so, <clears throat> she, so she says, uh, you know, she's basically going to look in their minds because, you know, you might be villainous imposters that have substituted yourself for the Legionnaires. And their brains are all hurting. You know, your mind probing hurts. Ow, my aching brain. <laughs> oh, God, oh. I love that line. Ow, my oh, aching my. brain. I've said that on many Saturday mornings. <laughs> oh, yes. So she says, um, she says, you know, I'll turn it off. Like, my, you know, like myself, everyone from Saturn can perform amazing mental feats, but only evil Saturnians use this power to harm others. And those, of course, as we know, are the Saturnians that actually leave Saturn. As we like Saturn the girl. Wait, hold on. I can <laughs> Wait a second. Um, oh, you know, so. it's all about that. All about the radiation from the rings or whatever. So, anyway, so she realizes something's going crazy. Uh, we're losing control of our superpowers. Perhaps the greatest super legionnaire of all, Superboy who lives in the past, can solve this mystery. So she pulls down the lever, which it says, pull down to someone's Superboy. <laughs> no glass needs to be broken for this, folks. <laughs> and, um, mm. you know, but, but you know, what's her, th what's her thought process on this? Wow, we're all losing control of our powers. <laughs> Let's summon a guy who, when he loses control of his powers... Who could kill us all with a blink. <laughs> it's going to be messed up. Yeah. So we flash back into the past, and uh, we've got uh, Clark Kent standing outside the Smallville Reformatory, and Lex Luthor is just being released from prison. Uh, again. Yeah. Yeah, and um, and of course, you know, Clark says, "Well, I, I really hope that you're gonna, you know, forget about this uh, this hatred of Superboy." And uh, Luthor's gonna have no part of that. No, he he despises uh, Superboy, and you know, basically, when he grows up, it'll be Luthor, the world's greatest outlaw, against Superman. So Clark gets home. And he's thinking it's too bad that Lex hates him so much. You know, and he thinks maybe, maybe one day I'll have to put him in the Phantom Zone. <laughs> you know, that guy's really pissing me off. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to take care of him. So, so he takes it. It looks like a little Viewmaster. <laughs> <laughs> or a little, yeah. uh, you know, one of those little, like, the old Disney cameras you used to get. That uh, uh, yeah, and this sets. is Mount Rushmore. And... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he says they're oh. in the zone. And he sees his good friend from from the planet Daxam, and that is, of course, Monel. 
And uh, and basically, we get a little bit of exposition just reminding us of who Monel is and why he is in the Phantom Zone. So Clark puts the viewer down, and uh, his signal lamp goes off, and it is, in fact, the code uh, that, that tells him to contact the Legion. So off he goes into the time barrier. To the uh, 21st century. Yeah. Wow. See, yeah. And and it's amazing <laughs> because it's like you know it just just that last story was also written by uh, by Siegel and and he remembered it was the 30th century there. Okay, Rick's <laughs> not here, right? So it's time for Darren's really bizarre conspiracy theory. Okay, shoot. What what if one of the three legions of three worlds is actually in the 21st century? <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. Interesting. Just a thought. Just mull that over. Moving on. <laughs> All right. So off they go, and he gets to the clubhouse, and the clubhouse is being blasted apart by Lightning Lad's bolts of electricity. So Superboy repairs the shattered clubhouse with the super friction of his hands. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, chafing. <laughs> and uh, meanwhile, um, Sunboy is, uh, you know, his power is going crazy, so he uses his anti-gravity belt, which... We saw them get ten years in the future, <laughs> compared, you know, relative to this. Um, but they've managed to have made their way back, and um, so so Superboy's keeping an eye on him with his with his uh, telescopic vision. And Sunboy flies to the Arctic, and uh, and 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 there is so much heat radiating from Sunboy's body that there are mount gigantic mountains of ice melting from that kind of heat. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So Sunboy. I'm managed- just surprised we have the ice caps. In the 30th century. In the so. 21st century? Oh, yeah, that too. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he says, so, uh, you know, we, you know what, what, what can they do? Like, their powers are malfunctioning when they least expect it. So, so it's like, they, they're like, can you solve this mystery, Superboy? And all of a sudden, an official craft comes up to the clubhouse, and uh, it is the worldwide police. Say, so unless you regain mastery of your superpowers with one hour... You get exiled from Earth. So basically, uh, they're given an hour, and then they're then they're going to be back to make sure the Legion leaves. So Superboy tries to. Uh, he says, "You know, maybe I can start and examine your bodies with my X-ray vision." And he starts with Sunboy. <laughs> yeah, Sunboy's game for pretty much anything. There you go. There you go. And he says, uh, "Let's check and see if there are any, uh, you know, any any." strange infections and that kind of thing. So he's trying to check, and, and the, this masked flying man comes down. His name, Earthlow. U-R-T-H-L-O. Earthlow. <laughs> and he's got this power nullifying gadget, and it turns out he can turn their superpowers on or off at will. That's so, pretty impressive. Oh, yeah. So he says, you know, some heroes, now you're going to have to leave Earth. And, uh, and you know, when the other guys come back from their missions in space, I'm going to force them to leave the planet. So, <laughs> uh, and of course, he's wearing a lead mask, and, uh, and, and Superboy can't see through lead. Um, but they're thinking, you know, the name, it, it makes no sense. It doesn't sound familiar to them. And, um, and they're trying to figure it out, and they ask him who he is, and he's like, no, nah, that's my secret. <laughs> you know, and so he can control his power, their powers completely, and, and so, you know... Uh, Cosmic Boy tries to use his magnetic powers, can't do it. Uh, Some Boy can't use his super radiance. No one can use their powers because he's he's shut them off. 
And um, and Superboy says, but you can't affect me. I'm vulnerable only to kryptonite. And uh, and it turns out Earthlow is prepared. Earthlow says, aha! Zing! Yeah, and <laughs> he has green kryptonite vision. Pond. <laughs> yeah, nice. exactly. So, um, anyway, so they, they the Legionnaires, they manage to pick him up and, and away they go. And uh, Earthlow says, you know, I'm letting you fly off, but I could just as easily turn off your your flying belts. So away they go, and and Earthflow is just you know yeah you know you try desperately to think of some way to combat me, but you know you have fifteen minutes and I'm gonna hunt you down and destroy you. At least he's giving them a good you know running start. You know exactly, Darren. That's you, fair. Can't quite hear you. Oh really? There we go. There we go. There, yeah. There oh, I'm go. sorry. No worries. No worries. Um, we know that it was just that you were shocked when uh, when Earthflow started using his green kryptonite vision. Yeah, that always disturbs me when I see that. <laughs> so, um, Superboy goes, uh, you know, basically they find this spot and um, and Saturn Girl tells Superboy to burrow into the ground and dig up this chest that they once hid there. <laughs> he picks it out, and it's a Phantom Zone projector. And he says, yeah, we, we concealed it. Use it to bring your friend Mon-El out, uh, out of the Phantom Zone. And Superboy's like, no way, I projected him into the Phantom Zone because he was dying from too much exposure to radiations from from lead. Said, uh, you know, in the zone, it doesn't his condition doesn't possess or doesn't progress. But if I materialize him here, he'll get worse. And mm -hmm. she's like, shut up, just do it. <laughs> so Superboy looks through the uh, the projected viewer and sees Super sees Monel there, and he brings him out, and uh, and Monel's in great pain right away. And uh, and and Superboy, man, he's not happy. He's like, "Why did you do this? He's gonna die from this condition of lead poisoning. That was all my fault." <laughs> all right, so so here we have it. Um, basically, you know, Earthflow shows up again. You know, the guy with the lead mask. Yep. <laughs> And and so Superboy just he feels so bad about this. He says, "Please forgive me for materializing you, Monel. I, I've doomed you." Joke. <laughs> so uh, Saturn Girl's like, "Oh nonsense, pish posh." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she and she makes like a like a shooter waitress at TGI Fridays, and she's got herself uh, a little test tube, and she says, hey, "Quick, drink this." <laughs> and so Monel does, and chug, and he, chug, 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 and, and he feels great. And it's <laughs> and so Monel go so Earthflow lands and and Monel he's there you know he he goes after him and the guy's like you can't stop me I'm made of lead lead radiations make you weak this is impossible but it doesn't bother him and so uh, so you know Monel just punches out Earthflow and it turns out Earthflow is a robot and as it turns out Su uh, Saturn Girl says you know. The, the reason why the lead isn't affecting him is because I created this this serum. I invented this, she says. I, I did. It was me. <laughs> and, and it's, she calls it Serum XY4, and it's an antidote for, for the poisoning by, by lead radiations. So she said that she has been in telepathic uh, contact with Monel while he was in the Phantom Zone, and she had figured out what the harm was that was done to his body was because... Super thought casting allows you to make full diagnoses to phantoms in other dimensions. And um, <laughs> did you just spot a plot hole? 
<laughs> I almost fell through. Oh, um, so as it turns out, he's like, well, that's awesome. You know, with Serum XY4, it means Monel can stay outside of the Phantom Zone forever. And, you know, Superboy's got to be thinking good because clearly I chumped out on that whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. I you did know, not do what I told him I was going to do. We, we've gone from the from the 20th century all the way to the 21st century and, hmm. uh, and nothing's happened. Um, so she says, um, yeah, not quite. It turns out it only lasts for a few minutes. And so it's like, you know, <laughs> it's like we can let you out just when we need you for an emergency. And I think he'd be like, <laughs> say what? <laughs> what the? What so the? It's, you know, he, he's just, so anyway, it turns out. And, and, and so this is where Superboy says, well, you know, it's a start anyway. He says, there's a strong reason to believe that someday when I grow up to be Superman, I can find an antidote which will cure Monal permanently. Um, apparently not. No, no. <laughs> Clearly, the fact that he remains in the Phantom Zone means that you didn't get this done. <laughs> Got to remember, the future was apparently a place. Yeah. So anyway, so Earthlow's still all apart. Um, so it's like, let's take a look behind this lead mask, robot. And he realizes it's the face of an adult Lex Luthor. And then he realizes that Earthlow is basically an anagram for Luthor. <laughs> oh. Yep. Anagrams have reared their ugly head. <laughs> um. Anyway, so basically what happens, and of course, because uh, uh, Earthlow, the villain, is, is dying, he, uh, he naturally you know, gives us the exposition as to his story. And we go back to back in the day with uh, Lex Luthor in his, in his laboratory, and, uh, and he says, you know, since the Legion is so dear to the heart of my enemy, Superboy, I'm going to transport you into the future with this time ray projector. And basically the whole idea is to make the Legion menaces. So he sends him in there, and uh, and he basically had him put on the lead mask so you wouldn't be able to guess who he was. And he says, you know, that his, his, it turns out his clothing is made of a material that's immune to the superhero's powers. And, of course, he got the kryptonite vision. Hmm. So as it turns out, when once the uh, the robot uh, dies, um, they... they Take his chest, or no? Is he looking through? No, he lifts up his uh, stomach plate, and it turns out that there's hate tapes in his chest compartment. Hate, hate, hate. Yes, first one. Yeah, I love that. There's hate, Superboy. Hate, Superboy. Hate, hate Legion, Legion superheroes. superheroes, and then just hate, hate, hate for everybody else. <laughs> wow. <laughs> hate, 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 hate. Oh Ooh, wow, Lord. All right, so that's how robots work. Yay! Yep. <laughs> so meanwhile, so basically, the uh, worldwide police uh, show up again and say, "Okay, you, you conquered the phone that made you that made you into menaces, and um, you guys don't have to go into exile anymore." Awesome. The worldwide police look a little Nazi esque, don't they? Oh, a little bit. A <laughs> little bit. Just a just a little. So um, anyway, some boy says, you know, because you saved us, we're going to vote you uh, to be our club's newest member. And so they don't even, he doesn't even have to do the hazing. He says, you won't even have to pass our usual super initiation test. <laughs> well, I mean, come on. I mean, the dude's going to die the next time they let him out of there. So, <laughs> I mean, come on. Exactly. So 
Anyway, it looks so suddenly, uh, you know, Monel looks a little, uh, starts to feel a little bit weak. So uh, Superboy zaps him back into the Phantom Zone. He says, See him, you know, goodbye, Monel. Someday I will create a serum which will cure you permanently. I promise. Liar! Apparently not, Superboy. <laughs> Liar! So he says, oh. You know, I gotta go. So Superboy says, Well, I'm gonna go back through the time barrier to my own era. And, uh, and away he goes. And uh, so, so there we are. It was the uh, the this this is the uh, the first sort of, I mean we still Monel's had Superboy a legionnaire. here, Yay. but usually Ooh. the stories would start with Superboy and then involve the Legion, and this one started with the Legion and then involved Superboy. Yes, so, the yeah, switch so, has happened exactly. So off he goes, and they say, if not for Superboy and Monel, the Legion would have been destroyed by that hate mad maddened uh, robot. And here's where we first hear it: Long live the Legion! Yay! So there we have it. That's Adventure uh, 300. Mm-hmm. Now, Adventure 301. Actually, uh, Darren, do you mind uh, taking uh, the, the page by page here? No, I don't mind at all. All right, go for it. Um, Legion 301, about tales of Legion of Superheroes. Wonderful. Um, it is the secret origin of Bouncing Boy. Um, and it is Adventure Comics number 301, October 62. Writer is Jerry Siegel, and artist is John Forte. And basically, we're going to find out all about Chuck Tane, the ever lovable, <laughs> ever egregious, ever happy morale officer known as Bouncing Boy. And um, it opens up with the splash page, and uh, it's obviously one of those times where Bouncing Boy is trying out for the Legion, and he's bouncing, and he's bouncing, and he's bouncing. And, um, well, the Legion's telling him that's, that's nice, but uh, leave, uh, <laughs> quite <laughs> frankly. Um, poor Bouncing Boy. Um I love this. And Consider yourself bounced. Self bounced. <laughs> boing. We need some funky like uh, sound effects for Chuck. <laughs> boing, boing, boing. I don't know. Um, and then we see where the action um, picks up. Sunboy, Cosmic Boy, and Shrinking Violet are entering the clubhouse. And um, there's Lightning Lad. And apparently there is a pen known as a dupla writing stylus. <laughs> and yeah, we're actually getting chuckles now in... Um, the, the word balloons, not only sobs and chokes. Now yeah. we're we're getting chuckles, <laughs> and um, they're they're writing um, autographs to their fans. And this goes on. This is a Legion tradition for ever in a day, where the Legion is just writing. Now they're in the middle of a mission, and suddenly they get mobbed by people. Uh, the Legion are celebrities you know, in the 30th century, and they're like, "Woo! Please sign my book." And then it becomes <laughs> like a trace sent, and you know, can I get your DNA? <laughs> <laughs> that was for Sunboy, but um, <laughs> and then um, obviously they're about to have a meeting, and um, Chameleon Boy shows up, and uh, Saturn Girl presses the button, and says, "Keep out, all you losers!" And um, this force field comes on, and uh, okay, the the headquarters of the Legion looks incredibly small compared to the amount of members in it. Yes, and the scale <laughs> it's drawn. Yeah. Can we agree yeah. on that? Oh, always. So always. I'm assuming that this is 30, 30th century Tesseract technology. <laughs> yes, indeed. So <laughs> look it up. Sorry, anyway, this is um, 21st century still. Is it still 21st century? Please it is, tell yeah, me. Yeah. Up at the top on yeah. page two. Hen- uh, many years hence in the 21st century. Oh, many years <laughs> hence my butt. Anyway, <laughs> the 31st century. Get over it. And so Cosmic Boy is presiding over the meeting because he is leader, woohoo. And we see that Colossal Boy is off on the planet Grick, and he is fighting some 
uh, giants. And Phantom Girl is off on another planet um, penetrating the impenetrable hideout of some evildoers. Now, what she's going to do when she's in there, no one has a clue, but that's what she's doing. And then we have Ultra Boy using, using his penetravision to melt down a lead metal monster. Ooh, continuity. Mm-hmm. Yay. Um, <laughs> and so we see that we're actually at a Legion tryout. And there are a couple of members here who are, who are waiting to um, see if they've got the stuff to join the Legion. And then it gets interrupted on the next page by Lester Spiffany. <laughs> All right. Now, Lester Spiffany is, is one of, uh, of the beginning of the Legion rejects. Can we, can we agree on that? Oh, I'm yeah. sure the Legion's had, you know, rejects before. But um, Lester attempts to buy his way into the Legion with a dazzle gem. From the world of Zandu, which must be next to um, Madame Zandu's home planet. (laughs) Zandu. And he he demands that Cosmic Boy swear him in because he's got an an important appointment on Mars. (laughs) And Cos basically says, get out. (laughs) You're done. (laughs) And uh, and he's like, no, no, we don't want your money. Just leave. And, of course, um, Spiffany, as all rich brats do, uh, flies off. You're stupid, all of you. Stupid, stupid. <laughs> I wonder if Lester Spiffany is actually Superboy Prime. Um, and then we have our first real Legion reject, Storm Boy, who um uses a a device to change the weather, which is really impressive. But they don't allow any devices for your superpowers. It's mm-hmm. got to be all natural. Mm-hmm. And now we're beginning to see the Legion's criteria for joining. Yes. And this will all be involved in the Legion Constitution years from now when someone finally decides to sit down and write it. Yep. Hmm. Um, Storm Boy eventually leaves. Well, he leaves because, well, Triple Good Girl, you know, basically gives him the heap hope. Um, <laughs> ooh, three girls. Anyway, um, <laughs> so he, he gets out, and then Cosmic Boy basically tells them, okay, um, anyone else who's basically using devices you, you might want to leave now before we embarrass you in front of everyone because we will and they like decided to take a break and um in order to show how important it is to be a legionnaire they decide to tell an origin story and the um <laughs> the selector machine <laughs> which looks kind of like something that would be found in vegas yes spins the figurines of the members around and then pops up the one um who is going to tell the tale and it is the winner, Bouncing Boy, chuckle. <laughs> You'll find his story unusual. <laughs> Way for Kaz to be a dick right before her. Yeah. <laughs> Bouncing Boy is going to basically tell him his life story. <laughs> Poor Chuck. <laughs> Poor Chuck. And now we see how, how Chuck is um, the errand boy of a famed scientist who I don't think we ever really get his name, but that's okay. He looks kind of like uh, Einstein, doesn't he? A little bit. Um, and instead of going directly where he's supposed to be with the secret formula, he decides to go to a robot gladiator tournament. <laughs> Chuck is basically the Peter Griffin. <laughs> yes, yes. Of the Legion. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so he's sitting there. He orders some um, cold sodas. And, and the guy's even got the cold soda patch, which was must be where uh, Kaz got the idea for his superhero club <laughs> patch. Exactly. And you'll notice that the through the global economies of the 21st century, mm-hmm. no, wait, the 30th century. Yeah, thank um, you. Yeah. Hmm. Um, 
the uh, the price of sodas has actually gone back down to fifty cents. I, I'd be Thank interested God. to know what a soda <laughs> actually went for in in uh, late 1962. <laughs> just to think, you know, were they actually thinking like, wow, sodas are going to be so expensive. They're going to go up to like 50 cents. Well, when, <laughs> when I was a kid in the 70s, there were 50 cents at the machines. Mm. There you so go. I can't. So, you know, already, you know, you're at that marker. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, seventy-five. I, you know. So. Yeah, I really do think that that's what that's what they were sort of going for. Is that like, yeah, we'll say it's going to be like fifty cents in the in the future. Like, wow, <laughs> yeah. that's that's crazy. Nobody. That's will crazy buy talk. Then. That's crazy talk. <laughs> Next Good thing you'll Lord. say, comics are going to go up to fifteen cents. <laughs> oh, oh man, sacrilege. <laughs> sacrilege! The end of the world. Mm. <laughs> and and we have two robots who are fighting each other with maces, and they look kind of like the Rock'em Sock'em guys. Yeah, totally. <laughs> they do. And, well, Chuck Chuck gets so into this battle that when he gets thirsty, he picks up the wrong bottle. Mm-hmm. Now, this is classic. Because as Chuck is pictured drinking it, he says, Ugh, this soda pop sure tastes awful. Oh, no, no wonder. It isn't soda. Yeah, I'm drinking the super <laughs> plastic fluid by mistake. <laughs> Uh, instead of just never once stopping. does he decide to um, stop drinking it or spit it out. He just keeps <laughs> on drinking it. This is terrible, but it's so good. <laughs> yeah, it tastes so good. It's like, it's like, it's like pure evil washing through my soul. Mm. <laughs> um, and then to his horror, suddenly, <laughs> Chuck grew three sizes that day. <laughs> <laughs> Expands okay, like a balloon. Okay, remember, you remember Willy Wonka? Yes. Yep. Violet Beauregard? Yes. Yeah. He's a blueberry now. <laughs> Fortu- uh, how fortunate that he was wearing clothing made of a stretchable fiber. We're all thankful for that, aren't we? Mm-hmm. I mean, let's be honest here. Indeed. And then, of course, Paul, I'll let you do that one. <laughs> he says, choke. I'm b- bouncing downward. I don't feel pain whenever I strike something solid. My body feels soft like a sponge. <laughs> because he's fat. Anyway, um, yeah, and then he uh, bangs into people. And they're like, "Hey, get out of here!" <laughs> and before you know, he luckily it's not a moops ball game, or else they might have mistaken him for the ball. Yes. So and and finally he he goes choke. I became a human bouncing ball. I'd better go to the hospital for a medical checkup right away. <laughs> and so the doctors in their um, you know. Brilliance say he has given he's been given a permanent bouncing power. Those of you who know Chuck, Chuck loses his powers, gains his powers, loses his powers, <laughs> gains his powers. So these yeah. doctors are quacks. Well, um, well it could it be the fact ex- that one of them is looking at him through a magnifying glass to diagnose <laughs> this? It, it, or could the, be, it could be that. Or the skull sitting on the shelf behind him. <laughs> uh, obviously, Chuck's HMO was not up to scratch. <laughs> That's their previous patient. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And yep. so uh, Chuck apparently, um, unlike many, many heroes, he can apparently control his ability to inflate at will, and, and he's got it pretty much down pat. And then he um, is um, trying to go somewhere. I don't know exactly where he was going. And he sees Lightning Lad stopping some crooks, and he's like, wow, maybe. And then he goes to um, try out for the Legion of Superheroes, and they're like, all right, um, you can bounce. Interesting, but um, your talent isn't very practical for crusading against evil. 
can I just uh, I just want to point out something the, that uh, ca- that car that uh, Lightning Lad is stopping. Notice mm-hmm. the note the number on the car. Oh no! Two forty seven. Holy infinite crisis, Batman! <laughs> the car's number is two forty seven. Two forty seven. That's right. Go get your trades, people. <laughs> <laughs> Earth two forty seven. I think has a legion on it. Indeed. Well, and just. 247. Very significant Jeff number. Johns, do not mind screw with me. <laughs> <laughs> Notice I, I did not drop the F-bomb. I did not drop the F-bomb. Yeah, look at you. Look at you. I'm trying to be nice. Keeping it safe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then we then we go and um the, the Legion um applicants are like, they rejected you? <gasps> you know, and all kinds of drama. And, and <laughs> Bouncing Boy is like, well, yeah, but I didn't give up. That's not what a hero does. And then he sees um, a falling globe, and he thinks it's a bomb, and, and, and Bouncing Boy... No, this, I think, is just follow the arrows, okay? I'm so glad yeah. this era of panel construction is over because it totally ruins the flow of the page. When they have to put in yeah. arrows to tell you where to go, There's a it's problem. not flowing properly. There's a yeah. problem. So um, he becomes Bouncing Boy... And um, he sees that the, the globe is actually an ad for a, a movie. <laughs> the world's biggest and, fool. And, and there's Cosmic Boy and Saturn Girl on a date. Wow. Wow. Yeah. What, yeah. Is, what does Garth need to know about that? Seriously. Anyway. <laughs> Seriously. So I noticed that this is a great new 4D movie. It, it is a 4D movie. Yeah. yeah. Haven't we had those already? 4D? I know we have 3D, but no, yeah. yeah. Well, four. You know, they always say the, the fourth dimension is time, and really, Ooh. any movie does involve that because you know it's later when it, for, you know when it starts to when it finishes. That's yeah. true. You know, so so you know any 3D movie that we would see is technically 4D, I suppose, unless yeah. this one makes it so that you, if the movie is terrible, you do get that time back. <laughs> oh, I would love that. I, I, I'm still missing two hours from Showgirls, so <laughs> that would be wonderful. I'm a dancer, anyway. Um, so um, Chuck Chuck's upset that he's you know he's made himself an idiot again, and uh, people are laughing at him. Oh, there's that bouncing fool, ha ha ha. You know whatever. Um, and then he sees this guy who is stealing an urn, and in order to steal the urn, he had to break the entire window. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so he's trying to get away um, with the urn. And then this guy's like, oh, I'll stop you. He's like, um, and he has some kind of shocking power. Ha, my rubber costume and rubber boots protect me from being grounded, but not you, Zap. And the guy's like, ah. And um, I guess this is Rubber Dude. I don't, ever, I don't think we ever hear his name. And, and that's not me making a funny. Just no. trying to figure out what his name is. Um, and Saturn Girl shows up. Why she's there, we don't know. And uh, he paralyzes her as well. And Bouncing Boy's like, I'll catch him. And he bounces. And uh, <laughs> the bad guy says, keep away, fat boy, or I'll paralyze you like the others. And Chuck says, think so? Let's find out how wrong you are. Keep those metal mitts to yourself. They don't affect me at all. Ouch, kapow. <laughs> and he rebounded off the wall. The guy's unconscious because, I'm sorry, when you're hit with a 300-pound dude, Mm-hmm. With some yes. velocity, you're going to feel that. Now, a lot of people, you know, <laughs> poo-poo Chuck's powers because they are that quirky, fun, silver-agey kind of stuff. 
But when you think about when you were a kid playing dodgeball, did you want to get hit in the face with the dodgeball? Hell no. Not at all. Okay. So, you know, Chuck on a battlefield could be very effective. Indeed. And then um, Cosmic Boy's there, where he was when Saturn Girl got out of the car. We have no idea. Yeah, but, but now he's, he's like, he's like, <laughs> now he's over. there waking, waking Imra up and going, uh, How did you manage to capture them when, when no one else could? It's like yeah. my bouncing power. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the this is the Timmy just, moment. <laughs> let's, let's just quickly look. Let's just quickly look at uh, at at Kaz's eye line. You know, he seems to be examining Saturn Girl's bouncing power. Yeah, what's up with that? <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, there and there's Sun Boy too. I think there's more going on here than Lightning Lad ever knew. <laughs> Wait, isn't that Lightning Lad back there? Oh well, oh, goodness. Well. Yeah. Goodness. There's a video somewhere on the internet. Yeah, we could find it later, but <laughs> <laughs> and then and then we um Cosmic Boy um thinks twice about his um judgment of Bouncing Boy's power not being practical and um they admit um Chuck into the Legion. Now he, and, and, and again here's your little ex, uh, educational bit where he says, I knew that criminal couldn't paralyze me with an electrical shock while I was in the air because I wouldn't be grounded like the others. Indeed. And this is also the next panels where we get Chuck's placement in the um, order in which members were inducted. That's a, that's that other piece of the puzzle that us continuity freaks like yeah. to know about. Yeah. Present for Bouncing Boy's initiation is cos or yeah induction is Cosmic Boy, Triplicate Girl, Shrinking Violet, Chameleon Boy, Lightning Lad, Saturn Girl, and Sun Boy. So we know that all of those members had to be present. Yeah. Had to be members at the time of Bouncing Boy's induction. So. Bouncing Boy is actually pre Monel. Yes. Yes. So. Well, and they and they actually say that it, you'll notice at the, at the bottom of page twelve they they talk about how this episode took place a few years before the Legionnaires invented anti gravity belts. Indeed. Mm. So because you know, they wouldn't have been able to be off the ground. Exactly. Exactly. You know, because the jetpacks a little a little unwieldy. A little unwieldy. You have to wonder how much Chuck sweated that out when they invented those. It's like, oh, great. I'm not useful anymore. Choke. Ugh. They won't need me Choke. anymore. Choke. Sob. <laughs> Come here, triplicate girl, and comfort me. Um. <laughs> See, because we can't forget that, uh, yeah, Chuck, luckiest legionnaire ever. 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 I mean, what? He did a couple tours of duty, retires, marries. <laughs> gets uh, you know becomes gets the, a principal gets the girl, yeah gets the girl who can become more than one <laughs> indeed <laughs> so um it's, it's always a it's always a fun time at the Tain household <laughs> exactly. just want to get uh i think that that pretty much wraps up that story um although yep. you know uh, it looks like uh, as though Bouncing Boy has inspired people to, you know, hey, if this guy made it, maybe I can too. Maybe I can. <laughs> <laughs> and and we actually meet a legionnaire later who who proves that to be true. <laughs> exactly. So uh, so there we go. That uh, that covers us uh, for the issues that we're gonna gonna look at. Let's uh, let's we can do uh, do some feedback. I'll just uh, go through some of the feedback for episode six. And. Um, Lexarius um, has uh, commented, and he, and he was talking about this is when uh, Darren, you and I were talking about the whole Isaac Asimov thing, and I was saying that uh, Asimov had used my name as a pseudonym, and uh, he said the books in question are of the Lucky Star series. 
written for younger readers and designed to teach kids about the solar system. However, the expanding knowledge about the planets soon invalidated the books, and Asimov stopped writing them. Lucky Star and the Rings of Saturn was the last one, if I recall correctly. And uh, and it turns out all of the books were like Lucky Star and the... So there was Lucky Star and the Space Ranger, Lucky Star and the Pirates of the Asteroids, Lucky Star mm. and the Big Sun of Mercury, Lucky Star and the Oceans of Venus, Lucky Star and the Moons of Jupiter, Lucky Star and the Rings of Saturn, and it looks like they stopped there. It's a good thing because we know what the next planet was. <laughs> <laughs> Well, <laughs> so um, let's see here. Um, then we just uh, talked about the uh, about Get a Life Boys um, uh, website, and uh, I need to put some of the links to these sites in the uh, uh, in the show notes. And what I'm going to do is uh, is make sure that first of all that we end up with the uh, we'll you know as we mention some of these sites, we'll put the links on the. Uh, on the far right-hand side on the website. So you can just go to legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com and you'll be able to get to places like the Legion Omnicom and Matthew Elmsley's uh, Legion Abstract uh, site, um, as well as some other uh, podcasts, including the Shades Journal. Ooh. And um, <laughs> there you go. There you go. So, uh, so of course, uh, the Get a Life Boys blog is at Sakers, S-A-K-E-R-S-L-S-H dot blogspot dot com. And of course, the, the uh, Legion site that had the five year gap stories that we talked about. Uh, this was where they had sort of the here's what would have happened if the Levitt's run had continued um, is available at www.readersadvice.com slash LSH slash LSH dot HTML. So, yeah, I mean, there's uh Certainly, some great stuff on Get a Life Boys site. So well worth uh, well worth your time mm. to check out. I um, love his site. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's see, Monday's Child, a spotlight on Monel. Let's see if there's any that we didn't get to. Now, uh, Wild Card Nine. Not as crazy about the about the whole Valor era that uh, that we were talking about uh, back in that episode. And he says uh, Monel and. Monel, apostrophe Monel, uh, their continuity was not so bad, but he says, but when Monel became valid, that was one, just one big mess. Even as a Legion fan, I avoided it when it had come out. He says, heck, the entire post-five-year gap series was worth avoiding. <laughs> wow. I don't know about the entire mm. five-year gap. And we, we, we were discussing this briefly the other day. It's just the, uh, you know, the five-year gap, there was that, uh, uh, they, they, I think I was referring to it as an, an elliptical way of telling stories because I do think... Yeah. That the ellipsis was the favorite punctuation mark of the beer bombs because they would they would do sort of their exposition in a very in an almost ethereal way. Mm-hmm. You'd get sort of a shadowy picture of a, of a legionnaire, and there would be sort of a half line of dialogue that was basically you know that you know that that's was all, sort of all you <laughs> that that's all you get, and it was it that was basically to lead you in in the general direction uh, to in order to find out what that original story was and to what they were referring. And mm. uh, so you got that with, um, you know, with some of the cross continuity with the the acronym Legion uh, series. Um, you know, you get you get a little bit of that back and forth, and so uh, so yeah, it was it, there, there was a lot that they were they were definitely trying some experiments in that series. There's no doubt about it, and um, you know, it's one and, of those and, things. And people are typically either they loved it or they hated it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard very little people who say, eh, it's okay. It's either you loved it or you hated it. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and, and you know, it, it's one of those things where, you know, we always say we want to see change in, uh, in characters. You know, we want to see that development as they, as they grow. We want to see um, stories that have real impacts on them. Mm-hmm. And that's, and I'd say that's definitely what we got here, and um, you know so, sometimes it, it may it might become a bit of a be careful what you wish for, hmm. um, because let's face it they they really went you know they went to town on on changing the status quo and um, you know I, I, even if you just look at sort of the first even if you just look at the Giffen issues which is like the first thirty eight. Um, there's some pretty significant changes that happened in that book. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, completely changed the. Uh, you know, there there was no quo, the quo was gone. Yeah, um, you know, crap the, blew uh, up. Exactly, and not just the headquarters again. I mean, crap yeah. blew up. Yeah. So. Mm. Yeah. So it, you know, it it is. Um, and then we had clones. <laughs> yes, we did. Or did we? <laughs> And, and yeah. you know, of course, uh, what Darren's referring to there is is the idea that uh, that originally Giffen wanted that story to go a whole different way. It's probably a large part of the reason, you know, well, it is a large part of the reason why he ended up leaving. Because, you know, he basically said, hey, this is what I want to do and just let me run with it. And, uh, but the, you know, and there was always a bit of a, wait a second, you want to do what? <laughs> yeah, so. seriously. Well, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, so so yeah, there was some pretty crazy stuff that happened. There, were, there was also some great stories. Um, you know, we've we've talked at, at great length about the uh, the Monel story that ran in uh, in issue four, which was followed by the Mordruverse story in five, and there was just oh, yes. some great stuff going on there. And um, and but yeah, there were there were some stories that were that were a bit more divisive. I think the one we were talking about the other day was the uh, the Quiet Darkness, and that one. <laughs> I just felt it, you know, it was it it, it was a th- meant to be a thematic sequel to uh, to the Great Darkness Saga, and from from my money, it was it was kind of a, a bit, uh, shall we say, deliberately paced. Yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. <laughs> and um, you know, it's like, did you really need three issues for this? But it, um, but it gave us a Timberwolf miniseries. Ooh. <laughs> yes, it did. And the Legion, and the Legionnaires. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, I mean, like, as I say, there was some, uh, you know, there was some very interesting stuff, but it, but it is definitely a polarizing title among Legion fans, and um, you know, and there's uh, and, and and what wasn't the easiest read at the time either. I mean, it was it was very different from a lot of other stuff that you were seeing in comics at the time. Very, very true. Yeah, um, thinking. Just want to see if. Uh, I, I do think that book kind of heralded the beginning of the grim and gritty um, for DC's mainstream line. Obviously, Dark Knight and Watchmen right. were long since right. passed, but we didn't see Justice League go there, and we didn't no. didn't see Titans go there. Uh, Legion went there, there first. Went there first. Went there. Wow, you just did like a. It's you sounded like a, like it was like Breaking Two or something like that. <laughs> Darren Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, great. Now I'm going to have that on my brain. Thank you. <laughs> special lumps of coal coming to you gentlemen this year. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> fantastic. Um, Wildcard9 also posted in the, in the uh, Legion of Three Worlds title. He says, I'm still mad at Jeff Johns. We're currently seeing the second Legion of Three Worlds story. 
says he keeps hinting at but never showing the first one. Then again, the Legion did their sa- the same thing with their first meeting with Mordru. It was always mentioned but never shown. And you know mm-hmm. something? This may be a good thing. Let your imagination fill in what is the best story for your tastes. Mm-hmm. I, I thought I saw something in the DC solicitations that says we're going to hear about that story. I am certain that we're going to hear about it. And, and you know what? One of the things is we know that story happens first in the current timeline, but that doesn't mean it happens first for, for the Brainiac Fives. And, and that it's, was it's, one thing I was trying to reconcile with that. Yeah, I mean, right. it's time travel. You know, you know, you can, we could, we could record this episode, and then we could travel back to the past, and <laughs> and record episode ten and release them out of order. But for us, we would, would have still have recorded nine and then ten. Anyway. <laughs> It's 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 time travel. Everyone's head's gonna hurt. And and you know, John's always <laughs> does these kind of angles because he did this with um, the whole Wally West seeing Barry Allen th- at, at the three worst days of his life uh, mm-hmm. was was the fact that they were linear for for Wally, but they were out of order for Barry. And yep. um, and and that's just one of the things with time travel. And and John's loves to play with that kind of stuff. Well, and he did that with Perdegaton in JSA too. That's so. right. Yes. Right. Definitely. So. So fear not. Uh, I think we will get this explained to us. And, and of uh, course, Booster Gold. I mean. Oh, absolutely. If, if you want time travel stories right now, pick up Booster Gold. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, wow. I, I'm wondering where, the, where they're going to go next. Uh, the, the Remender story was, was fun. Uh, but, um, you know, I think we're headed in. A, it, you know, I think, uh, think Jurgens is actually getting the book back. So it's going to be interesting to see what, uh, where he takes Booster. Mm-hmm. And booster can be anywhere at any time, which I think is a great thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right. yeah. I mean, it's 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 just a it's a good fun comic, and and and, and you know, yeah. speaking of which, there's still a Legion story to come out of that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it was one of the things that was hinted at in uh, in one of the uh, one of those one of the one of uh, those pages that Johns loves to do, where it's basically okay. Here's where I'm going over the next year, and um, so you know, I, I think we're gonna I think we're gonna see. Uh, we're going to see some Legion popping up there. It seems as though the Legion is popping up all over the place in the DC universe these days, and I couldn't be happier about it. Oh, Seriously, right. we've had a ton to talk about. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, it's it, you know, we started we started this show at just the right time because yeah. there, you know there is all this stuff. There is you know there's the uh, the appearances during the. Uh, um, at various points during the Kingdom Come arc, there's you know with with the involvement of, of Starman, of course. Um, there's been the stuff that's going on in new in the new Krypton storyline where we saw Talos appear in Adventure Comics. Um, there's there's little bits popping up all over the place, and it's all gonna it's gonna tie into to one big thing. And, and Matt, you and I were talking about this. It's kind of like what Kirby was doing with the Fourth World, right? You know, where there were seeds being planted all over the place, and it was it was like you'd you'd get a little seed planted in this book, and then it would show up over here, and he was just writing this. It's like he was putting together this huge sort of lattice work of uh of story and uh and and you know somewhere in the tapestry to mix my metaphors you'd find you know this little <laughs> bit that would tie into this little bit and it was and you know very much he was writing that whole that whole universe mm-hmm. without a doubt yeah that's good and i couldn't stuff. be happier indeed indeed anyway i think that uh that brings us to the end unless you guys have anything else um, not not on these two stories. They're pretty much uh, very straightforward, and nothing really 
disturbing about them, which is a nice, refreshing change. Uh, I agree. <laughs> Absolutely, and uh, and Matt's just Matt's just like preparing himself for uh, for meeting James Robinson. So. <laughs> Right. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, you can you can feel the tension <laughs> right now. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's it's gonna be a rough rough week. <laughs> Are you gonna be able to go to sleep? Is it like going to Disney World? <laughs> that, I hope I'll be able to sleep. Otherwise, I won't be able to drive to Chicago. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. He's gonna be like he's gonna be like two more two more sleeps two more sleeps. <laughs> uh, all right, so you, so you got to remember, you got to ask him the question about uh, about what uh, what the secret mission he had in mind yes. for Tom was. I'll try to remember. Indeed, indeed. I don't think he's going to let that go. But go ahead and ask. <laughs> you, you think? <laughs> Since it's kind of like the crux of JSA right now, I don't think that's going to be no, leaked. Prob- probably not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we, yeah. Matt's got enough to deal with with meeting James Robinson without having to do interviews. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> All right, folks. Comments as always are are more than welcome at Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com. You can leave uh, comments for us on our, our on our website at Legion of Substitute Podcasters.com. Or you can head on over to our forum and join in the fun, join in the discussion. And there's some there's some great stuff being posted there. First of all, Matt's got his uh, uh, Legionnaire sketchbook uh, posted up on this on the yes. uh, forum, and uh, Darren Goodhart posted up a, a really cool picture of Monel that he drew. And, oh, sweet! Uh, yeah, it's it's awesome. Oh, yeah, it is. That would be the other Darren. That's right. That's right. <laughs> the and fake Darren. Dar- you know, oh, the, sorry, in, sorry. In the, I'm in the fake Darren. <laughs> in the Darren of two worlds story. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, there's going to be a whole thing where, you know, both Darrens go back in time and they, they make my T-shirt like a map of, uh, of the podcast episodes. So um, <laughs> anyway, lots of great stuff there. And that can be found at forum.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. Or if you're already on the comic forums, just uh, just scroll on down to uh, Le- the Legion of Substitute Podcasters forum. We'd love to have you over there to visit. And so, with no further ado, we're back into the time bubble and heading back to the 21st century. Well, wait, are we in the 21st century or is it the 30th century? (laughs) Stupid typos. All right, that's it for this week. We'll see you next week. Bye. Later. Later.